For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. What's poppin'? Real ones, Logan Murdoch, Rock. Wait, it's not. Wait, it's not. Rock. Where, where the fuck is Raja? I don't even know where Raja's at. I don't know where he's at. I have no idea. Actually, I do. But we have a guest host in his place. Same R. He is from um, Director of Secret Project at Twitter. I don't know what that even means. I don't even think he's going to tell me, but he's. I'm not. We've got. He is not going to tell me what it is as much as I try to extort him and blackmail him or whatever that is. But he used to write for Grantland. It's like a ringer affiliate. But most importantly, he is my best bud. Rembert Brown is our guest host today. Rembert Brown is in the building. Hi, Rembert. I am in the virtual building and I am very excited. I wish I was in the building that you were in because then I would, last time I saw you, you jumped in my arms and I held you like a a grown man baby and it was beautiful. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited. Rembert Bell. I feel like every time I, I feel like every time I come, well, full disclosure, I am in, I'm on the East Coast right now. I'm in the Gimlet offices and this is blowing my effing mind that like, I don't have to record myself. I got my guy, Mike here. Mike! Producing. Big Mike is here. But I feel like every time I come to your house, I jump into your arms. Is that what happens? Are you jumping in my arms? Is that, is that, is that what we just do? I just, one person is ready to catch. And one person yes. is ready to jump, but we're kind of on this alternating vibe. So I think next time 
you come, I'm just going to like start running at you and you better be ready. That's, that's, <laughs> you're going to either run me over yeah, or yeah, I need yeah. to catch you. I mean, yeah, you're either going to get leveled or you're going to like lift me like, um, is it dirty dancing? No, I'm going to lift you how uh, Rafiki lifted Simba. Boom. Boom. Um, in it front is, of your house on yes, the stairs. It is time. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I'm going to put something on your forehead like it's Ash Wednesday, and then we're going to just and I'm gonna yeah. hold you towards Melrose, just like right here, just here. <laughs> anyway, the last time I was, or one of the last times I was at your house, um, and I jumped into your arms, and then we we went on the couch and just, we watched, we were watching the NBA playoffs. It was the 2021 playoffs, mm. and it was, I believe, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals um, between the your Atlanta Hawks Ooh. and the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. And I think that was a euphoric moment for you in your life because I think the the Hawks won that game. And No, you got to put the hat on. Well, I don't even know why you don't have the hat on. You have to put your hat on. He has to put it. He has an Atlanta Hawks hat on that he just, like, he he stopped recording in the pre-pod and just told us that, hey, we need to put on this Atlanta Hawks hat. So I anyway, just, you have the Atlanta Hawks hat on. Yes. And so we were, we, we were at your house and you were during every single timeout, you would play some sort of Atlanta music. You would play uh, crime mob, I think was in there. Yeah. There was some, uh, I think maybe Zach Fox randomly got a thing in there, but more than anything, can you tell me how you felt in that exact moment during that time? We got, we got Melrose chicken, which mm-hmm. is great. Yes. Takeout, which is one of the greatest chickens, uh, chicken that I've ever had in my life. But anyway, how euphoric did you or did you feel during that moment? You know, it was a great moment because around that time, we're beginning to have some conversations in Atlanta. Is the curse over? You know, we were. Is this we, the, the overall city of Atlanta group we, chat? We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, often active, um, and. You know, there's this curse that happened in Atlanta when we got the Olympics in 96. We, I don't know what we did to get them, but we got them and a, a cloud hung over our city. And there were things happening like the Braves are starting to do good. Trey might be the dude. Maybe he's our guy, blah, blah, blah. And so when we I'm, I'm used to getting excited about Atlanta sports, but I'm not used to the result being like we end up winning. And that's the thing that Trey has like brought to the city, which is like he gets us excited and then like we often win and that's cool. Yeah. So that's like it's it still feels it still feels very new and fresh to like go into a Hawks game expecting like to do well, like actually being like surprised when we lose. Cause it's like, we mm-hmm. got it. We got a team. We got a dude that can put up 45 on any given night, which has just not been true. And shout out the God, Steve Smith, but that wasn't like an everyday thing. And my shout out, oh, so shout out the God, Joe Johnson, shout out the God, Joe, show some uh, respect. I know why, 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 what is, I, I'm always curious about the dichotomy of an Atlanta athlete, right? Like, I think it's inarguable that Zeke is the uh, Dominique is number one. He's number one. There's no, there's no one touching Dominique. It's like him and like way, way down. I don't what Dion maybe, but I think Dominique is number one. The, right? th- the thing, the but, thing about Dominique though, who I love Dominique is a, is like on Mount Rushmore of Atlanta sports, blah, blah, blah. But like, 
There wasn't really anyone challenging Dominique for the Atlanta sports throne for a long time. Like Dominique's kind of got like, he's like the unopposed mayor that runs every four years. It's like, who's running against Dominique? Like nobody. So like, I'm, I love Dominique, but I'm also like down for Trey to play in Atlanta for a long time. And like, if he plays for a long time and plays at the level, like he's going to be the greatest hawk. Um, at the moment, though, your Hawks are tenth in the play-in. I'm sorry Ooh. to like to, to to do that. Is that like where is that? Are you? Is that? It's oh. like oh, it's like it? double dutch right now. It's, no, I, it, 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 me it? and Raja talk about this all the time about the Hawks. You guys just went too early. You guys just won way too early. You had all your success way too early. You had Rembert throw like <laughs> swinging chicken, yeah, <laughs> like it's a trophy <laughs> during during. Uh, during the Eastern Conference Finals, it's not like that anymore. You guys, you guys, I don't, you guys, you guys are feeling yourself way too much. I know how Atlanta is. You were talking about buying finals tickets. You were, you, it was too much chatter. You got, you, you guys didn't earn this. It wasn't right. I don't, I don't, it, I, I think you guys are getting exactly what you deserve right now. We did not go too early. I don't even know what that sentence means. We went too early. We had a good season. And then we are now rebuilding and we are in a rebuild. No, you're not rebuilding. You're regressing. No, 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 right no, 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 no. I love being in 10th place right now. It's where I, exactly where I want to be. It's like we're, we're plotting for this great end of season run where we sneak in, I'll say maybe seventh. That's not <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you know, I'm excited for the next couple years of the Hawks. I think we're still trying to figure out the full plan, but we got the talent. The East is like a wild place, I'll acknowledge. A lot of, pe- a lot of teams, a lot of people are getting a lot of attention in the East, but I'm fine with my Hawks. I want us to obviously make the playoffs, but I'm not like, oh, bad season. The Hawks run is over. We're just trying to figure out how to get to the top. I think that's a little bit too much optimism right now. I really do. That's all I, that's all I can, I, I, that's the only currency that I have is you optimism. Realize John Collins just went out. Um, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough times right now. It's tough. It's been tough I, before. Okay. Now let's switch. Let, I want to, I want to stick with the Hawks, but I want to switch gears really quickly. We talked, you talked about Trey Young being the greatest, but potentially about to be on the track to being the greatest. Hold on, hold on. You had, you talked about him being on the track to being the greatest hawk of all time. It can happen. Now, I'm not, I'm not in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Atlanta has my heart. Shout out Lithonia. Spend some time there. Wow. Here. Um, how much, because I can't help but think this, as much as I love Trey Young and, and what he is as a partnership to the city of Atlanta, I want to know how you would feel. If this guy Anthony Edwards was on your team right now, um, how would be, would would it be any different? I, I'm really just because full disclosure. This is this is Rembert's favorite player ever, Anthony Edwards. Um, love Ants. That's Ant Man. Loves Ant Man. If you were to swap right now, Trey Young for Ant Man, would Ant Man get more love or less love than Trey Young at this very moment? And how would you feel? Well, here's the thing. It's a lot of pressure to come home. And put the whole city on your back. I think Ant could do it because he's built in like such a real Atlanta way where he just does press conferences. He's like, yo, Cat used to not have swag. Then I showed up. Now Cat got swag. 
Like that's my. Like, I feel like Trey Young says my, the same thing, but we don't believe him. Well, here's when the, he says it. Here's the thing, and this is something that we can get into, but uh, where most of the I'm learning most of the pop culture things, like they run through Quavo. Yes. I was rewatching Atlanta and I was like, oh yeah, Quavo, episode three, season one, Atlanta. Oh yeah, Quavo was there. Oh yeah, like Ice Trade a Gang. Like Miko's, like Miko's literally made Trey Young happen. Yes. Like Miko's made Trey Young like a possibility. And then Julius Randall's leadership gave us the, you know, the full thing, which is like this dude is the it's dude. It's almost like Quavo was like, because he said Ice Trade a gang before Trey even got there. He was ice, like, I'm ice, welcoming ice, you here. Ice, yes. He said, he said ice, 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 ice. Like that is Quavo's like a like a, a, a sports AR. He's like, yo, Trey's got next. So like the thing is, I something I've spent some time thinking about. Like, what's the scenario where Cam Newton comes back to Atlanta? Like, that's gonna be a mess. Because like Cam came up in Atlanta. Cam, Cam is like a legendary Atlanta figure, but like it might be a little distracting. Like Cam would be like playing football and also like in the streets trying to act like he's the mayor. You know, it's like we don't have time for all that. So like I love a. I'm not. I'm not in a. We trade Ant for Trey. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want my name near. Okay. That record. What I'm saying okay. though is, the city loves Ant. In a, in a in a unique way because he's hometown boy, in, but not all not all hometown boys get it. You know, Dwight Howard, not the same. And that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> you didn't get a Dwight Howard jersey, um, a Hawks jersey. You didn't get Dwight. Howard. Okay, um, it, it's just funny because when I when I think about the relationship between Trey and Atlanta, it seems on par, but it just it seems like. Trey isn't doesn't seem like he's outside in Atlanta in a way that that's I a good thing. That in Atlanta, that's it's a, good a good thing. thing. It's a good but thing. But I just feel like Atlanta loves their stars to be outside in a way that I just Trey, it could be detrimental. Trey is perfectly outside. Trey is outside in the way where it's like, yo, like Trey, you got a job. Sometimes in Atlanta, you can be so outside, you forget you have a family, you forget you have responsibilities, you forget you gotta pick your kids up from school because you're just outside, you know? Like, Trey's focus. Trey, yeah. Trey steps out. The most important thing is like the outside people fuck with Trey. That's all that matters. Okay. Th- okay. Those who live outside are like, that's my guy. That's all, that's all I need from Trey. Okay. I'm here to break your heart though, real quick. We're gonna switch gears going to um, still basketball. Whew. We're going to go to the WNBA. Yes. You are an Atlanta Dream fan. I am. Shout out my friend. Shout out Angel McCountry. Shout out Angel. Um, shout out um, my friend Steve-O, who just like loves the Dream, like stays pulling up on games. And like, like I love to see the city. The city, Atlanta just like gets excited about anyone or any group of people that seem to like care. Like that, that feels like it registers more than like, is the team good or not? It's like, are these people, these people care about Atlanta? Like the dream was such a, it's such a clear, like we are an Atlanta team that I feel yeah. like folks just like got behind in a very cool way, myself included. I went to a dream game. Um, I used to go, I, I spent some time in Atlanta, like 2016 and went to a few dream games. You guys are with the shits. You guys are just with it. You know, the run with the dream, all of that, everything that that encompasses. Um, but 
I'm here to break your heart, bro, because, you know, my Sparks got Kennedy Carter, and I really want to get your reaction to that. What's going on? How Are you okay? Are you good? Because Kennedy Carter was Atlanta. Hoper. As soon as she got drafted, was Atlanta. Hoper. You knew. You knew what it was. And she was someone that was outside. And for better or worse, it's probably good that she got traded. Comma, however, but how do you feel? Are you okay? Are you still in mourning right now? Are you all right? Um, I don't love when our stars go to Los Angeles. Hurts me. Um, you know, the new bi-coastal. You sound a little bit of a hypocrite right now, but no, that's fine. No, let me get, let me, let me bring this full circle. The new, okay. bi, the new bi-coastal is LA, Atlanta. It's not LA, New York. You know, Atlanta's center of the universe. And so like, a, I, a, a, fr- a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, will not say their name. It's told me Atlanta influences everything. Where's a shirt that says Atlanta influences everything? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, probably true. Anyway, I understand someone being like, I had some time in Atlanta. I want to experience something else. Where's the, where's the next best place I get? LA, our, our, our best baseball player, Freddie Freeman, he's now a Dodger. That hurts, but I get it. Remember Brown, that's me. Like, I'm here. I get it. But also, like, this ain't, this ain't home. And so, like, I'm, it hurts a little bit um, to see folks bounce, especially the ones who it's just like, you can change a culture, like, pretty quickly, just because, like, the way that you are on the court and off the court. Um, and that's going back to Trey. What Trey, what you say, Trey may lack in an outside energy that Atlanta seems to want. Like, he's got all that on the court. Like, that's the difference where he's like, he, he like, he will cut your heart out on the court. And everyone's Atlanta's like, that's my guy. Like, that's, that's my guy. Were you, how did you feel when he said in New York on the garden, it's real quiet in this motherfucker, and then says, I'll see you in the A. Did you shed a thug tear? Were you crying? I took my shirt off. Um, yeah, for Trey. I don't even remember where I was. I might've been at Target. I like I, I was somewhere. And, you saw an alert on the phone. Yeah. It was like I'm gonna take my shirt off. Here. You, you remember? You remember the 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 jersey pull to like show yeah. the, show the nipple? That was me. But I was at like Michael's. Like it was, it was <laughs> and no one knew why you were doing yeah, it. I was just like I had some like puff paint in my hand, and I was like, Ugh! last question. I want to go to another segment subject and take a quick break. How many more years do you guys want a title? Or even are in the title contention. And don't say this year because I will tell Mike to turn off the Zoom right now and we'll cancel the episode. So the way I've been thinking about it is I I think like something I would like for like my 37th birthday, which would be like 2024, hmm. um, is a chip. Um, I haven't communicated that uh, with the front office. I haven't um, talked to the big homie Coonan yet. Uh, I will. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm thinking 2024, like that's like, I looked at my cow, like that's a good time for me to come home and be at a parade. I got no, I got no weddings, no Can blocks. I be on the float? Can I be on the float with you? Yeah. You're going to be on that. Like, like we used to be Trey Young haters, but now we hear float, which is like not a, a, a primary float in the parade, more like So I can't a, be on the ice tray float? Like, it's l- literally an ice tray? I can't nah, be on that float with the seats, no? Okay. No, nah, well, like, it's going to be like an ice tray, but, like, the shape of something that sucks. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like it's an ice tray, but it's like a poop emoji. Like you're that's like that's the ice tray that you're <laughs> it's, okay. okay, okay, that's fair. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. And we are back. Um, I am, for full disclosure, I'm in the Gimlet offices in Brooklyn. Just a stone. Um, about a stone's throw away from Barclays right now. Um, Barclays, nice place. Um, about what I expected about Brooklyn, just in general. Um, I, I, not to interrupt you, I, I, um, I listened to a, a, a recent podcast. Was it your first time at Barclays? Was it Raja's first time at Barclays? It's my first time at Barclays. Raja never gets out of the house. He never leaves. He has kids and shit. Gotcha. So gotcha. So I went there and it, I've been seeing a lot of stuff, but I, before we get into Brooklyn and just the city and everything that's around it, what is your third eye telling you about Kyrie right now? Black man confused, mm. you know, getting a lot of info from a lot of mm. people who have not read a lot of books, mm. you know, um, trying to figure out how to be a great black man while not compromising his beliefs. It's a very, he's, 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 I get the origin of where everything comes from, but the way he's like landing the ship or the plane or whatever needs to be landed feels a little, um, feels a little misguided, feels a little bit like the message is getting lost in the delivery and all that. I just have, I have some like Kyrie notes. Um, what are your Kyrie notes? Let's, 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 let's jot them down. What do we got? Um, I think my main Kyrie note, and it's less of a less of a note and more of a question. I do not believe that just because someone is a professional athlete, um, that sport should be their number one life priority above all. So, like, I do understand someone being like, there are some other things that <clears throat> um are at play right now that might you know interfere with my doing my job. Um, I do not agree with um, any of uh, Kyrie's uh, pushbacks on science. Um, And so I I don't agree with pretty much every step he's taken. I love a quote unquote critical thinker, um, but uh, I don't actually see this as it it just hits me a little bit more contrarian than critical thinking ish. Yeah. And it's funny because like we obviously we can promote, we want to promote critical thinking and things like that. But it's funny because like, you know, at first it was, Hey, I'm going to be contrarian, not specifically to Kyrie. I'm just talking about just in general. When you talk about someone that says they're a contrarian, it's a lot more dangerous now than it was back mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Right. Well, cause the, you know, there's one thing to be a contrarian on an island where it's like no one actually follows my contrarian ass. I'm just like over here. But there's a there's a, a handful of famous black people right now who like 
say some stuff I find to be absolutely wrong. And then I like go on Twitter. I'm like, oh, like a lot of people agree. That's yeah. that's a little bit uh, more worrisome than I thought. At the end of the day, I like don't, you know, Kyrie is a grown man and the things that he does doesn't really have that much of an impact <laughs> like as an individual, but when you're a mouthpiece and a lot of people are like, huh, like maybe he's right. Like, that's what I'm like. Well, he's not right. Like go protect yourself and protect, uh, you know, I don't know. So like, that's, you know, there is a certain degree of um, folks and at this stage of the pandemic where it's like, I'm going to start to opt out. of the things that you were saying, whether that's a Kanye, whether that's a Kanye, like, I'm just like, I don't actually don't have time um, as much as I used to, to go back and forth. Well, we have seen this throughout history, just not even just athletes, but the, a a black man of reverence and a black man who is, you know, black people in general, you know, they get to a point, I don't think people really realize the pressure that is on not necessarily especially now with the more than an athlete you know era and all these things for people to feel like they need to have a voice but also it's i don't think we see the other side of it of how hard it is to have a voice i think about somebody like eldridge cleaver you know Mm -hmm. back in the day who was a guy that was a panther that was on the right side of history for a long time and then got disillusioned Along the way. And, you know, you even think about Huey Newton. You think about all these people that do that. Why do you think we give enough credit to how the world around an athlete or an a- or someone that wants to be an activist, how the world around them can change them? You know, because they feel maybe they have to do so much and they have to be a voice for so many. Do you think that do we give enough credit to that? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't think we give enough I don't think we give enough credit. I think also like the mainstream world is white and white people like don't fully understand all of the things that go into <laughs> just being black every day, like day in, day out. So like there's a there's a lot of, you know, for me, the external stuff is like less of like all the things that you're reading out in the world. Like that's a it's a minefield, but it's like who you decide to keep around you like I do feel like is something that people have more agency <laughs> in, you know, like I, it, it, it brings me a lot of peace to know, like if I ever started just like absolutely saying stuff while and out, like, like three or four people will pull up to my house and just like beat me up and be like, what are you I'm talking? People, yeah. Just like, what are you talking about? You know? And you know, there's this like layer of yes men and yes women. And just like, you know, they talking crazy, but like, that's my meal ticket. So I'm gonna let them, I'm not gonna push back on this crazy. And I think that is, you know, I'm only singling out black folk because like, that's, that's. Yeah, that's my, like white people crazy. Like, yeah, like that's, I'm not even, you need to go into that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel a certain type of way when I'm watching you know, a black person in this stage and you know, their twenties, thirties, like still trying to figure out how to be a public facing first, getting messaging that being silent means you don't care, but also getting messaging that like, you got to say something, even if you don't know what to say. Like, I understand that it's a minefield and I understand that there's a layer of being public that is inherently risky. You know, all of these things are true, 
Um, but I do think it's helpful to surround yourself with people who can help you get to, you know, what you feel is like a responsible, clear-headed answer, you know? Do you, and also, like, and there's also the ego that comes in with that, right? Because, like, whenever you're at a certain status and, like, you know, especially, you know, you talk about, I guess, the people that, I don't know what Kyrie or, you know, activists aspire to be, but the blueprint of all activists, it seems like, at least in our country, is MLK and there's Martin Luther King, MLK, uh, Malcolm X, you know, Angela Davis, and there are all these people. But when you aspire, I feel like there's an ego that has to come with activism because you have to feel like, hey, I'm right in, in what I'm saying every single time. And I just feel like sometimes you get to a point where you stop listening and it just seems like where, or you stop listening or you stop trying to educate yourself. There's no, at least I know there's people in your life and in my life where, like you just said, if people, if we said something outlandish, at least we have a guardrail where we can at least just say where somebody's just going to holler at us. How do you, and you've been around professional athletes, how do you become that voice for someone when they are, you know, when they're, you know, they might be supporting you or they might be, I don't know how you do that as an, someone as an inner circle when someone who has an ego that they need to have to play the sport and live the life that they live, but also on the other side of that, I don't know how you can continue to be a voice alongside that with the ego that a person that's successful, and I'm not just talking about Kyrie, I'm talking about everyone, a person that's that successful has how do you balance that i don't even know how to do that I'm, i guess i'm just speaking out loud I just i don't know how you do that yeah i mean i don't know how you like i don't know how you can be outside of an inner circle and permeate that and get through to that like yes there's a world in which i write something and it someone reads it and it connects with them and opens their mouth like absolutely i you know ultimately it's it's a, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I think that's like a, how do you deal with ego in any walk of life, which is like, you might not want to hear this in the short term, but this is like, I'm saying this because I care about you in the long term, you know, mm-hmm. like those aren't easy conversations. Those are like potentially, you know, relationship ruining, re- re- you know, that person could hear that and be like, fuck you, get out of here. You know, like, that's just like a decision you have to make, you know, like, I, I feel like that is a, that is something we can like get a sense that like that has happened over the last year of Kanye's life with yeah. certain people where it's just like, yo bro, like that ain't it. And like those people then getting like flamed on Instagram. Like I don't fuck with so-and-so anymore because I don't fuck with John Legend yeah, anymore. Like, we, like, like, <laughs> like we're out on John Legend. Like that's your guy. How could you be out on John Legend, bro? Like that's the guy, you know? So like, <laughs> You know, I, I I I think that's the reality. He's like, I'm giving you all <laughs> me, and Kanye's like, no, no. I, he goes, I want none of you. That's what he said. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think we're in just like a very interesting time right now, where you know, a lot of online is this like good and bad, right and wrong, not a lot of room for nuance, blah, blah, blah. And some things deserve more nuance. Some things are actually actually have right and wrong answers. But a lot of times I think right now that get 
that's all just like muddied and just like a mess right now, which is like why we live in a very argumentative society, if you will. Where, where are we in terms of athlete activism right now? Because we're in this space where, you know, you know, in our lifetime where we had a historic uprising or whatever mm-hmm. you would want to call it. Right. And to where it actually got, we, now we have messaging on commercials about diversity and all these things. And like, it seems like things have changed. Where does an activist, whether in sports or anything like that fit into this new world where it's kind of like, yo man, I go on, I see target and it's like, whoa, well there, there's, there's a commercial saying that, Hey, we're putting a fist up, you know, where do, where do we, where do we stand right now with activism? Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I do not use that word lightly. Like there's two words that get thrown around a lot that I, I tend, I try not to use or use all the time. Genius and activist. I'm going to add like entrepreneur there too. I think that as well. Put it on the list. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I remember a few times doing panels or something like that. And someone like put activist on my list of, multi-hyphenates and i was like i mean i have activism in my heart but activist feels like a little bit of a job it feels a little bit of like a full-time identity point and i think there was that period of time 2014 15 16 17 like suddenly half of the united states of america was an activist (laughs) Because like it got, it got really romanticized during that. Yeah, time. it's like you said one thing, you're an activist. Like, I don't know. You know, that's not my call. But like, when I, as someone that has done more activisty things, still hesitates to call myself an activist. I, I, I hesitate to, you know, claim anyone who has done one thing. The with that said not trying to gatekeep that word. I think ultimately activism is the act, like an act of using your profile to bring awareness and to like actually do work to make things better. And, you know, like I love seeing people like Jalen Brown, yeah, you know, who like Atlanta thirsty for knowledge, um, understands that he has, you know, I like the way he moves because he does things where it's like clear that he understands he's like, like throwing himself under the bus a little bit by like making a, a strong statement, but understands that like he's going to be okay. Like he's, he's the type of person that can make statements um, without fear of retribution or blah, blah, blah. And I think that's how you're like, for me, that's how you're supposed to be when you get into spaces like that's, that's well, how would you juxtapose that with Kyrie? Right. Cause there's an argument that there's, Hey, Kyrie d- isn't afraid to say what he feels. What is the, what is the distinction there? Is it the science argument? Because he's saying stuff that's out that, that just, that is categorically not true. Like, or not, what is, what is the difference in your mind between those two things? Because you can make the argument that Kyrie don't, does, isn't fear anything as well. Yeah. I mean, like I could literally be like, this podcast is food news with Jacoby and Juliet. <clears throat> and because that's what I believe. And like, that's, that's what I'm going to say. It's just not true. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's a, that's a, that's a big controversial opinion of mine. I'm like, this is not 
real ones. That's not that's not what this podcast is. And like, fuck with me if you if you like hit that like button if you agree. You know, like there are like that is that is a belief that is not popular and controversial. Um, I don't see Jalen Browns as coming from that same world. And I'm, I'm also like not trying to like pit the two of them as like the two, the two poles of activism. I just like, there is something, um, there's let like Kyrie is on a journey and I hope that this journey, I hope he like continues to actually, I don't know. You know? It's funny because, like, I feel... I don't know. Like, a very small part of me, like, feels for... Because, bro, Kyrie is not dissimilar to a lot of people that, you know, we, that we both probably are around at points in our lives, right? They just don't have all the followers. He's going through this real distinct journey right now and is trying to figure himself out in front of the world, which is a very hard thing to do, which is also, like, the downside of fame. I... Don't know. I don't have the answer to what he's going through. I don't particularly know him, but I can imagine that it's just hard to go through this, I don't know, transitional phase, whatever you would want to call it, in front of the world the way he's doing it. Like, so a small part of me feels for him on that end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel for him. I also, I worry sometimes when people feel like it is their like anointed. God given, like they were placed on earth to like speak to the masses. And like, yeah. like, I'm like, no, like, really? You know, like that, that's the, like, when I peel back some of the layers, that's the shit that like kind of bugs me where I'm like, you don't have to figure all this shit out in front of the world. Like, that is a choice, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and, but there is some, you know, Kyrie talking about his ankh and his, you know, talking about Egypt and all the, you know, all the fourth, fifth, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there is something behind this where it's just like, I have to be the truth in this sea of lies that yeah. lives out there, which I'm like, that's a little, um, that feels like a little much. You know, yeah. it's a lot and of pressure. It's a it's a lot of self appointed pressure. It's a lot of you know. I grew up with a mom that told me that I could be great and I like could do anything. Blah blah blah. I was definitely like pumped with the like ambition and like you can do everything. Blah blah blah. But there was like a a ceiling mm -hmm. where it was like, but like don't act like a damn fool while you try to go do this and like don't go out here embarrassing me while you go do this just like go you know so like that there's a certain level of like wanting to be great but like the world not needing to orbit around you and your thoughts which mm. feels like where i get off the ship where i'm like I, i'm all for a journey i'm all for this but there's a little bit of like like i have something to say <laughs> that is going to you know <laughs> change blah 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 which i'm like eh, like i think I, th I think you're uh, a little bit too high on that horse right now let's take a quick break i want to talk about um a little like a little show we'd like to call abbott elementary love that this episode is brought to you by visible wireless want a wireless provider that always brings its a-game 
Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Um, Real quick. Real quick. I want to talk about Abbott Elementary. Remembered. I've always I've been wanting to ask you this. Your mother was a teacher. How triggered are you by this show? I love it. My mom, you know, I like to keep my mom appropriately connected to the culture. Sure. You know, she don't need to know everything. She don't need to know anything about Pete Davidson. You know, but she needs to know some stuff. And I was like, Mom, there's some shows that I think you're gonna get into. And she was like, before you go on Bel Air, outstanding. I was like, oh, you've watched Bel Air. I did not even know you had Peacock. That's an outstanding development. Isn't it wild when your mom is tighter than you? Uh, just in general, just like, just in every way, just just cooler than you without even trying? She was just like, I knocked out the season on a Saturday. I was like, that's an outstanding way. But I was like, mom, Abbott Elementary, that's up next. She was like, I'm a, so I, she actually watched it. I think last weekend, but it is so funny because like I, I grew up single mom. Like my mom just, I, I, I grew up like in classrooms, like my mom mm-hmm. teaching, I'm like sitting on the floor, just like, like crawling around blah, blah, blah. So like the, <clears throat> I'm hyper aware of how much drama exists in a school setting amongst amongst yes. teachers, it is a like a high drama. I just don't get why this hasn't been this show hasn't made sooner because I worked at schools too before, and it's like there is so much shit happening at schools yeah, it, that would make a great television. Well, show. I, I think they really nailed. They are nailing the workplace comedy lane, but with like characters we haven't seen on network TV. Like, yeah. and like the principal that doesn't care, right. Pr- or that cares, but doesn't care. Like right? I, I, I can't get over how good some of these characters are written. Like Ava, the principal is like a, like every single line is good. I really love the fact that Quinta Brunson, who is a creator and one of the stars of the show, like the show runs through kind of her, mm-hmm. but she didn't give herself the funniest part. <laughs> like, like there are like she gave just like banger character 
uh, attributes and lines to just like everyone else, which I really. She's a, she's like Chris Paul at his best as a point guard, just right? Like, like just boom, like I'm just throwing boom, it. I'm just giving. I'm ah, boom, ah, ah, boom, yeah. setting up, blah blah blah. I like I, Chris Paul in the All Star game. Just yeah. like I'm just gonna throw you alley oops. Here you go. Here, here, it's, here. It's, it's been really, it's been really cool, and I have this uh, pop culture hang up that I, I, I've thought I would grow out of by now but i still haven't grown out of which is like when i hear people talking about something that i know i'm gonna like i like i can't consume it immediately because like Same. I, I do that with I, like i still haven't listened to the adele album fully just yet or know, the weekend album just for that reason i didn't listen to to pimp a butterfly for like five months <laughs> because yeah, i was like i had to die down i was like i know this shit is gonna like take over my life where i was like i'm not in a Headspace. I'm going to wait till Drake drops a project so I can listen to Just Pimple Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not in the mood to like stop listening to all other music for six months because of this album. And I had this similar thing where I saw people talking about Abbott. I was like, I just like, I keep seeing stuff where I'm like, oh, this is going to be so my shit, but I want to give it time so he can like wash over me and take over my life. And that's where I am. As a boyfriend at that age, or as a, a a pursuer of women at that age, were you were you Greg or were you Zach Fox's character trying to pursue? Which one were you? Were you the smart guy that was just the toxic smart guy, or were you the uh, the 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 guy with the heart of gold? Like, boo, you need to get up out of this situation. Were you the dirty Mac or were you the Mac? Damn, it's like such a like worst of both people. That's who I was. Mm. <laughs> it was like I had an external appearance of having it all together, but like had an under the hood Zach Fox energy of just yeah. like, like, oh, look you at You didn't it. tell them that you listened to Lil Scrappy at all times. You didn't tell them that Boozy was your favorite rapper. They're you like, didn't wait, tell them that. your whole YouTube queue is Lil B videos? Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you were going to take me to City Winery. Oh, mm. no. We're going to... Uh, see him perform I didn't Alan know you DeGeneres. were going to play Bitch Mob Anthem <laughs> on the way to the date. I didn't know that you were going to do the cooking dance to try to teach me that. That's what you were? Yeah. And, you know. So you started out with like New York Times articles and then you were like, no, but actually I'm going to play Pretty Bitch right now. Yes. I uh, hose on my dick because I look like Matlock. That's a real okay. little B lyric that I don't even know if I want you to put in the podcast, but it's a great lyric. Um, um, I I see... I was really happy because I was, you know, a good, a, an amazing thing about watching Abbott, like Quinta is someone who is like been like doing things for a decade. And it's like amazing to see her get to this point. It's awesome to see Zach on network television. You know, it feels very similar to like watching Jesus and Mero go from, Definitely complex to vice to showtime. Like that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an incredible six year run that they have. And it like, it's, it has to feel ex well, not, it doesn't have to, like you could look at it another way, but it's, it's such an exciting moment for people that like to make things. Well, the thing that I think that's interesting about 
the, the names that you named with Zach Fox, QB, Darius um, Samero, is it feels like, and, w- and this is what we want as a consumer, right? Is that we want to feel like we know the person and we want to know that we're the, we know that person all the way through. And they doesn't say, they, it seems like they are themselves at all times. And I think that's what we were, we've been missing for a long time in the entertainment world. Or at least we just got out of it where it's like, oh, we're going to manufacture a star. We're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to, instead of just letting people be who they are. Yeah. And I think that we're seeing it with those examples. There's no, there's no in- industry plant in this. It's like, oh, this is like, these are tried and test. You know, these are people who built followers and fans with no institutional support. Right. And like the, the thing that I think, we are used to happening is like someone gets picked out of the like world of making things independently brought into the system and then like asked or forced to like make things like that are that differ from what got them there. You or know? like we're, we're trying to follow a blueprint that has already been done. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are, you were, you know, like, you know, how many carbon copies were the Jackson five for the Supremes, right? Yeah. Like it's basically, that's what the industry is right now. Or it has have what it's always been. And I feel like we're learning a lesson that we've always learned is, Hey man, just be a coach and go to your, this person is clearly a star, go to their strong suits. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. That's why, you know, as I'm, I'm going back and watching Atlanta and, you know, like thinking back to when that first season came out in 2016. It's like, it's like watching like, like one of Lakeith's first scenes. And I was like, yo, these, these motherfuckers just went for it. You know, yeah. like there was no blueprint for this type of show happening. And they were like, we believe that this is the next thing. Like, that's how I feel about Young Thug. Yes. Well, I'm just like, like there's no world in which you're like thugs like oh i've seen this before which is why i'm going to behave and do this thing it's like no i just think this is tight and i think i think other people will also think it's tight if i'm allowed to go for it my way and you know you think of like thug you know like these are like more extreme examples but like with an example like abbott which i I find it as revolutionary as any of these other things, which is like, you took a tried and tested structure model. It's a, it is a network comedy, blah, 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 like, mm-hmm. true and true. But outside of the structure, like, yes, we, we, we follow structural rules. Outside of that, it's our own thing. Like, outside yeah. of that, you're, you're going to get hit with stuff that, like, you haven't felt in this space. And I think that is... I think about this and like all the different, like even the spaces that we're in professionally, which is like, if you get through the door and you're given the green light to go for it, um, you kind of got to go for it, you know, like you got, and you like that going for it is risky and that going for it could be like fall on your face. But one, I think people really respect Anyone who in a, you know, in one of these types of settings, just the act of going for it, I feel like is a respectable act. And I also think like a lot of people are built to 
you know, continue to lean on what got them to that place. So like that, like seeing stuff like that, regardless of the space where there's film, TV, writing, pot, like anything where we're making stuff, that should feel so exciting to me that this, 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 what I feel like is a transition happening where like people are, it's not that like the, the system has changed and like folks are like, okay, now you can start going for it. <laughs> we, we, we're excited. It's just like, folks are like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. And that's Word. exciting. It's a great place to end, man. Robert Brown, motherfuckers. He's here. This you was, guys, this was great. This was awesome. I, Wasn't this great? I was so nervous. I was like, damn. You texted me in the, yesterday, like, dude, I was like, dog, we're just going to talk. I thought you were going to be like, yo, so like, tell me about like when Ja went from like right to left at half court and then just like did the thing. Like, I was going to say something tight. I was going to be like, yeah, like he did that shit. But like, I didn't you have just to say it. Ja Morant right now. Ja Morant take right now. You go ahead because you said you want to talk about Ja. Just real quick. Yo, yo, Ja, like, you're asking me about Ant and Trey. I think about Ja being in Memphis and Memphis is like kind of close to Atlanta. And yeah. like I taught uh, one of my like oldest homies, uh, Lang Whitaker, uh, for Atlanta guy went to like, I talked to him about Ja. He's just like, every night is like the greatest night ever. <sighs> I will say you need to go see Job when he's in your town. I will be all my Memphis partners. I will be in the building. Shout out Verno. for Nets. For, for shout out Verno. Shout out Verno. Verno gonna be in the building on Wednesday. That's Grizz. We're in the building. <laughs> hey man, make sure you check out uh, Rembert. He writes everywhere. He is. I'm gonna figure out what he's doing at Twitter at some point. He's never gonna tell me, but it's fine. Um, if you see a guy looking like Cornell West and you don't have your glasses on, it's Rembert. So um, make sure you check him out. If you see him on the street, just make sure you say hello to him. One note, my mom called me Cornell East, which I thought was funny. If your mom's cold than you, yeah. we will see you guys on Thursday with a, another special guest host. But in the meantime, make sure you check out our whole Ringer slate on Ringer NBA feed. That is Weekends with Waz. That is group chat that is upside high i'm doing this without notes that is r2c2 with who oh wait roger bell's not there so it's cc sabathia chris cyclown Baleo legend make sure you check out black girl songbook with who oh shit roger's not here so we're gonna keep the propaganda going daniel smith town legend Holla. we out bah, 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 bah. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.